In the name of Jesus, amen. Now, word of warning, this is going to sound a little harsh, but you don't deserve to be here. He doesn't, she doesn't, I don't. None of us deserves to be here. But that is exactly why we are here. Now, around 500 years ago, this obscure German monk came to the same realization. That monk, one Martin Luther, knew that God was holy, righteous. He also knew that he himself was not. Luther understood that even in his vocation in a monk and all the things that he was doing there, that it was falling short of the perfection in life required to be in the presence of the holy, almighty Lord. He couldn't escape it. God was perfect and holy. Martin Luther was not. Putting it in terms that we have used as we focused on stewardship during this fall season, Luther knew full well that he had not always returned to God the first fruits of his self, his time, his possessions. And the guilt, the guilt crushed him. When was the last time that you felt guilt? Felt its weight pressing down upon you? When you've done something that you shouldn't have? Or through your action or inaction had caused things to not be the way they're meant to be? Now, you've probably heard that guilt is a bad thing, that it's something that you should push away, something that you should ignore because it's just going to drag you down. Well, it's only half right. Guilt is a problem. Guilt is a reflection of the brokenness of life. You're not meant to live under the burden of guilt. But there's another side to this problem of guilt, one that even can be healthy. Honest guilt, let's call it. Honest guilt recognizes our responsibility, our role in bringing this brokenness into being. That's what we should feel when we hold up that mirror to our lives and see that we haven't lived according to God's good design. Honest guilt tells us that we don't deserve to be here in the presence of our holy Lord today, here in his house. None of us is deserving of a fresh start of a clean slate. None of us should be receiving the gifts that were gathered here to receive today. And Martin Luther, he knew that better probably than any of us. We are beggars. This is true. Those are the last written words that Luther penned before his death two days later in 1546. He journeyed to the small village of Eiselben in Germany, the place where he was born, to mediate an inheritance dispute between two brothers. And while Luther had been successful in that, his poor health finally caught up with him. He fell asleep in the name of Jesus in that same village where he had been born and baptized. Luther's last written words concluded some of the, the thoughts, the ponderings that he'd been putting to paper over the past days about how nobody could really ever study God's word enough to have everything that they needed, to need it no longer. 
As he saw things, no matter how great a biblical scholar you might be, the scriptures are always going to have more to offer. Because you see, Luther too was a beggar. He came to God and continued coming to receive more and more of what God had to offer. You don't deserve to be here. None of us do. But that is exactly why we are here. In his guilt, both honest and self-inflicted, Luther came to realize that there was nothing that he could do to stand before God's holy judgment. But then, God's word, that word that he kept coming back to throughout his life, it opened his eyes to the truth that changed his life and so many other lives through him. That while nothing that we can do is going to solve that problem of honest guilt, what God already has, has. It's done. God is holy and perfect. He doesn't stand idly by as we hurt others or ourselves. He's not going to write off our poor stewardship of self, of time, of possessions. You and I are accountable to God. As St. Paul writes, as we heard in our epistle reading this morning, now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be stopped and the whole world may be held accountable to God. For by the works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. You see, God knows that our guilt can do nothing but crush us, but weigh us down. So he carries that burden himself. Jesus, the Son of God, carried your guilt and my guilt into death on the cross. It's dealt with. Your guilt, my guilt, it's done. It's dead. And God doesn't stop there. You are forgiven. You don't deserve it, but in God's judgment, that doesn't matter. You are forgiven. Jesus has taken away your guilt and given you his perfect life. You are forgiven. As those words of absolution that we heard here, I forgive you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are spoken, whether it's in the worship service here or at home or in private with your brothers and sisters in Christ, as those words are uttered, that is your new reality. You are forgiven. God has declared it to be so. You are free. The creator and sustainer of the universe values you, you, so greatly that he has chosen to carry away himself all your guilt, setting you free from reliance on your own works. Jesus has done everything necessary to restore you to God without any effort on your part. He has made you right with your creator. He has washed you in the waters of baptism and made you to be a child of God. He has connected you with Christ by the Holy Spirit's gift of faith. You are justified. We don't deserve to be here. But that's exactly why we are here. Jesus has set us free. 
So now that you've been set free from the crushing burden of guilt before God, what's going to take its place? Well, here's something to consider. How about joy and thanksgiving? I hope these aren't alien concepts to you Lutherans out there. Because God gives great gifts in joy and thanksgiving. Unlike honest guilt, joy and thanksgiving aren't conditions that come naturally. They're intentional. They are gifts. You need to engage with something outside of yourself in order to experience them. Can you be thankful if you don't appreciate what you've been given? Can you have joy unless it is being given to you? Today, as we gather for this festival of the Reformation, let us remember and celebrate the great gift that God has given to each one of us in his Son, our Savior, setting us free from our honest guilt for redeemed life as his people in the world. All this month, we've been exploring how life might be lived as stewards of God's grace under the theme of first fruits giving. What does it mean to be stewards of ourselves, of our time, of our possessions? And so now, intentionally recalling the freedom that Jesus has won for us, let's look ahead to our freedom in that future. We return to God a portion of what he has entrusted to our care for his use, for his mission to carry his gifts into the lives of the people that God puts into our life. As you do, as you return those gifts to God, may it be with intentional joy, with thanksgiving, an appreciation of the difference that our Lord's grace continues to make in your life as you follow him, as you follow Christ as his disciple, as you go in God's gift of faith. By God's grace in Christ Jesus, you have been freed from the crushing weight of guilt. It's true. We are beggars. We don't deserve to be here. But that is exactly why we are here. Amen.